Yeah, what that. happened? Was that like, did, did we plan that or was it just a thing that happened? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I yeah, know yeah. I planned. I, I, I think asked you, you guys a month ago if yeah. everyone was cool doing that because um, mm -hmm. I had something going on last Friday. So I'm like, can we bump it a week? And everyone agreed to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it's mm -hmm. a month apart. So I get that you, you know. <laughs> There's too much shit in my head. I have no idea what, I, I don't know. I don't know what happens on days. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't even know what day of the week it is. <laughs> <laughs> I usually don't. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. well, the thing right that back. sucks is the, the thing I had planned, I couldn't even go to because I caught the COVID for the first time and it wiped me out big time. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Mm -hmm. You yeah. feel the better? Yeah, I caught it right. Yeah. She got over it like right before we went to uh, the music festival, so it, like worked out. Uh, but like, nice. yeah, like a week and a half before, or so. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and it, <laughs> yeah, say, this this environment runs pretty smoothly on the on the Quest Pro. Mm -hmm. Feels pretty nice. nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. We're uh, we just got our first build in the new area we're working on and we're gonna Wookie's gonna take this weekend and try and get this moved over and then nice. Cyril has some time he's gonna help us make it look like it's supposed to like in his mm -hmm. game shock troops <laughs> mm -hmm. nice. very cool and then we'll have grabbable objects and all like nameplates and avatars and uh, all that yeah. oh bitch did times. you end up buying that one thing off the asset store like the uh, not yet we're whatever. still that's like the fourth thing on the list. We're trying to make sure everything else is working first. Right. I wish I, I knew more. I'm, I'm hoping to learn from this so I can help do things because right now it's just Wookie and he's busy, so it's tough. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, absolutely. So I think mm -hmm. everyone is here. Yeah, is Cyril here? Or... Yep, I'm here. Yeah, he's oh, sitting right hi. next to there me. Go, there you go. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you fix your controller, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I have, I have two hands now. I have two, I have two peels. Yeah. Two peels. <laughs> 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 oh man. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we kind of were chatting online, or actually, it's kind of started with you, Cyril. Like, um thought we'd chat about the pricing of games and dlc and how you guys as indie devs and single person studios some of you like how you decide what to do and where do you feel comfortable and all that fun stuff so mm -hmm. i guess mm -hmm. i don't know what you everyone's opinion on those are but mm -hmm. yeah i mean I uh, <laughs> do you want us to get started on this yeah yeah go for it yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, well, for us, um, uh, when we uh, when we decided for Stones of Alaf, uh, I mean, we we kind of like wanted to kind of set expectations. It, mm -hmm. It's kind of like it's it's kind of interesting because uh, obviously, uh, with VR being kind of new, uh, we had no idea how much we we needed to price our game to be to be attractive. Mm -hmm. um now so the, the thing is that i have the feeling that in our pricing strategy uh we were kind of like 
destructive, not destructive, but um, basically we removed, right? We, we studied at a certain mm -hmm. price. Oh, that would be nice to sell it at that place. Oh, yeah, but it's pixel art. Not everybody is going to like it. So we should remove a little bit of this. Oh, well, uh, it doesn't have like tens and tens of hours of content. So like, and, and basically we started at, at an ideal price and then we kind of like felt, oh, we are going to, oh, we, we can't compete against that. So we need to price lower or we can't compete against that. So we need to price lower. And I have the feeling that we ended up I'm not sure short selling is the is the good idea. the the whole um, the whole philosophy was like well if we are at 9.99 which is kind of like the entry point uh, on the quest store our game is going to be a no-brainer and everybody's going to buy it but that's kind of not really the case like, we sold very well I'm not complaining about this but uh, I have the feeling that like on Stones of Valor for example we we made a good good amount of money, an honest amount of money, uh, but we would not be, for example, able, Simeon and I, to kind of like live on this uh, mm -hmm. for a full year. Like that doesn't compete with our current salary. And so that's the that's the thing. And uh, for Shark Troops, I kind of like took the same approach and I was like, well, Stones of Alas was 9.99, Shark Troops is a little bit more content, but we are going to kind of like stay there so that the game can go viral. Uh, and, and again, like Shark Troops is selling correctly, but uh, we are kind of like aligned with Stones of Alaf, so we are selling a little bit more. I think we are selling a little bit like 20% more than Stones of Alaf, but that's not the big explosion that I was hoping. Uh, and obviously, when you're selling a game at 9.99 uh, and then you don't have the volume, uh, it profitability becomes because of, becomes an issue. Right. And so yeah. I was kind of wondering what, what the rest of you guys were feeling mm -hmm. like and, and uh, did we make a mistake? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Like that's... I feel like you could have charged more personally because it's, it's a really good game and has, I mean, for like a flat game, it doesn't see. It would seem like you know it doesn't have that much content, but it, like for VR games, like it does have like a lot of like a pretty good amount of content like in it. And uh, yeah. mm -hmm. I feel like once people are willing to like break the wallet out, like the difference between spending like ten dollars and twenty dollars isn't like as big as you you think. Like yeah, so I know mm -hmm. on my game too. I I'm selling it. Well, Samurai Slaughterhouse. I'm selling for thirty, and I had a sale one month where I sold it for like 30% off. So I was selling for like $20 and I sold significantly more, but I actually still made less that month than like the other months when I was selling it for 30, but selling like less mm -hmm. copies. So like, right. um, I mean, I guess it's still like in development. So people are like, you know, they don't have to say like all the content block with the content there. They were like pretty happy with it, but I definitely think you could have sold, sold it for more. Like I would have bought it for personally. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, yeah and that's the a lot of the people that that's kind of like what they told us right like a lot of the the, the critics and reviews are like at 9.99 that's a steal some people even bought several <laughs> sure, sure. but uh and so i'm I'm kind of like obviously yeah there is a, a new game in the in the make uh and uh, we are going to target a higher price point because we have a lot more content this time but i still i still feel that i'm I have no data. I have no basis to kind right. of like estimate my the correct price, and so I was just kind of wondering what you guys were thinking. Right, and I think I, I was a lot like you, Cyril. For me, for our game, like it's eight bucks, right? And we we're going to gradually increase the price. And our game very much still uh, like early access. We're still polishing and building and like making it a full experience. But just like you, it was like, okay, what is a 
what is like an accessible amount of money, right? Like, and not knowing that the game doesn't measure up to other games, like what is what is a reasonable thing to ask somebody to pay to kind of gamble, right? To like gamble yeah. on, on playing your game. Um, so I, I get where you're coming from in terms of that. Yeah, yeah that's exactly, uh, yeah, you, you you said it's shorter and better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> you do want to leave room for sales too though, because you know, you're going to have like right. sales discounts on the game. You right. want to leave like, room for that because i think right. it was uh dima was saying that like when like i forget what like a good percentage of your sales will actually come like when your game is on sale so you gotta like right. price accordingly like plan to sell it for a little less than like whatever your normal price is right yeah we we actually uh considered like when we added the content uh, uh the content for um uh halloween we considered like should we should we raise the price uh, now that we have like five more mission uh, four more levels one more mission uh, but we decided to stay at the same and like for example the halloween uh, <clears throat> for a, a couple a few days like we got a, a huge uptick in sales but now we are back at, at normal so i would say that i'm i'm not sure that it was completely profitable uh, again like i wanted to do it uh michelle wanted to do it so we are happy mm -hmm. with it but uh uh like relying on that content to boost our sales uh that's that's not mm -hmm. the the results that i would have been hoping for. Right. in that yeah. scenario what is, what's your and guys the, opinion like should you have charged like five bucks for that new mission or like what you know what no. how would that affect things well or... five bucks would be half right five that's bucks would be half of our, our price yeah so, yeah no, I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the thing is that at the end of the day, we made the game we wanted to make. Uh, we, are, we, we love our game. We enjoy playing it. Like, I mean, I enjoy, I play, I play short groups all pleasure. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, the, the, the thing is that at the beginning, like for Stones of Alaf, uh, as I said, we, we sold a lot more copy than we were hoping. Uh, uh, so we arrived in short groups with kind of like a, um an idea of like what success would look like uh, and as i said we are selling a little bit more than stones of life but not a lot more uh, mm. um and so th th there may be various reasons for example stones of life is also kind of like a, a wide public game you know like there is not much blood not not much violence mm. it's quieter it's rpg uh, uh all of those things but and if the quest ecosystem was like something like you know linear uh i would not necessarily be wondering but like with you know pico and with like all of those headsets arriving uh what we are going to see is we are going to see a fragmentation so right now we say when we when we shipped uh stones of Alaf and to a certain extent when we shipped shock groups we shipped on the leading platform uh, there was nobody else like if you play vr uh, that's most likely uh, you're on the quest and you're buying quest games. Yeah. Uh, next year, it's going to be very, very different. Okay. Um, and, and, and that means that uh, your game, you'll have to port it to potentially two or three different platforms, which has a cost, right? I mean, it has a dev, it, it has dev time and dev costs uh, uh, to test it, et cetera, et cetera. And so I have the feeling that when we could kind of like not necessarily put that much foot into like the pricing strategy uh, when we had one uh, one headset uh, and everybody was on it. Uh, I think in the future, uh, well, if you price it that way for the Quest, it needs to be priced the same for Pico and Equi and all of those guys. Uh, and so I, I was kind of like really wondering how you guys were, were approaching mm. that thing because I think that in the future, right. like there, mm. there will be a lot more foot that needs to go into, into pricing. 
than, than I give it. I think so. I actually think I would disagree with you, right? I think that I think parody like makes like theoretically it makes sense, right? But I think back to when I worked on mobile games, like it was a commonly understood thing that like if you release the same app on iOS versus Android, iOS users were willing to pay more money, right? And I would almost <laughs> say that if you did release, like if you release on the PSVR 2, which I'm assuming you're kind of alluding to, like, you know, somebody who burns lots of money on games in general, I'd buy a VR game at $20, $30 easily because, you know, buying God of War was 60 or yeah. 70 Like, Like, it's so much, like, it's just a different, the ceiling is so much different on console. I think you could get away with charging more well, than you could on the course. That's pretty true. Even like for, for, games, yeah, for PSVR, you're, uh, I, I agree with you. However, right. however, though, for Pico and all of these guys, by sure, contract, sure. they actually ask sure. you. They ask you to kind of line up your price uh, with uh... other. Yeah, you're you're not gonna you're there's like you're gonna have a hard time getting on a platform with a different price than another platform. Like that's just yeah. like sure. Like that's, that's I think that's the case with standalone, but like yeah, different things like PSVR or Steam is gonna be different. No, it's not for PSVR either. <laughs> it really should be. It really should I mean, be. Yeah, it really should because that's quite different, I'm sure, to like to program for yeah, like you're saying a... plus like that market's right, so much smaller because obviously it's a new platform so there's not as many right. games to choose from so you should be able to make right. a little more of that well it's I because would... these com i mean the co the companies themselves want equal competition right like they're yeah. they're not gonna want mm -hmm. sure uh they're no it is <laughs> i can tell you mm -hmm. for for a fact like they, they, they'll mm -hmm. want like equal you know uh depending yeah, I mean, on the types say, of contracts by, by that you yeah, by contract, uh, they are forcing yeah, you by to align your price, right? Yeah. yeah, like I can't, like I have to release all of my uh, my game on every single platform at the exact same time for the exact same price. Mm -hmm. Like oh, I can't wow. do, and mm -hmm. and they all the content all has to be content parody as well. You can't like sure. you can't have like extra content um, that one like console specific content, and that's like mm. I mean that depends on the types of deals that you sign, obviously, right? Like if sure. you're uh, Let's say you're an independent, like let's say you're uh, a, a big studio and you don't need funding from these companies and you can just be like, yeah, I'm going to release on your platform and uh, here you go. Um, but yeah, there's no, like you, it's not as simple as saying here, this is what I want to release the game for, you know, <laughs> and then them yeah. letting you on their platform. The good thing is right now, at least they're offering like porting pieces. They want games like on their platform. So hopefully that, Right. continues because if i use mm -hmm. any of that's extra time and stuff and i mean for me it's not too bad because i'm just one person in my studio but i know robert said like you know one op one company offered him but he was like no nah, i couldn't they do offered it, us but... like 15 grand and it, it's, it's not enough to cover payroll right. for the time nah, it would dude, take you know so what? why, why would we do it you know right. it's like i'll talk to you later dude but like <laughs> yeah someone's gonna do mine for me for not very much money like yeah. I'm going to keep the majority of my porting fees and someone's just going to go ahead and do it for me. So like, like it would also just take, it's, it's, it's longer than just like remapping controls too, though. Cause like right. that particular headset was like significantly less powerful than the mm -hmm. quest too. So it would have taken a lot oh, of work. Actually, actually, you tried work. It and you're having optimization yeah, would, issues. Yeah. Like they sent us, they sent us dev kits and it just, it wasn't enough power to run our lens. Just cut the draw distance mm -hmm. in half. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
We all know how Robert likes his triangles. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> parts like more fog. Fog. We just need more fog. <laughs> Endless fog. Mm -hmm. fog. I'm so mad about our triangle levels. counts still. Every time I play Oblivion, I just get more angry. We can't do that on the quest yet. <laughs> I kind of like wish we had post-processing because I see games and I'm like, damn, the outlines look so nice on that. Like, I wish my outlines could yeah. look like that, but like, it's just too much processing. I mean, you, can, like... you could fake the outlines with materials, but yeah, yeah I, 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 I have fake outlines on it right now, but like... Yeah, he already has outlines. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I also <laughs> but know that there's... they could be better with post-processing. You can make them yeah, thicker and all that. Yeah. Better. Like, when you could be better. I can tell you that... Uh, uh, shock troops with post processing is a completely different look than than we had. I wish we had uh, post processing mm -hmm. on shock troops. I mean, well. <laughs> at least we get mobile yeah. tone maps up past now, but that's you know, it's something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To, to be completely honest, I'm really I'm really impatient for them to announce the quest tree to have a little bit more power to play with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, agreed. Yeah. I wonder how we're, much power we're going to have to play with those. Uh, me, me, yeah. I would guess probably like 60% or some shit like that. I don't know. So if you, yeah, if you the... do you think, like, do you guys think it's actually going to be more powerful than a Quest Pro? The Quest oh, Pro is yeah. not that powerful. It's the That's fucking what I'm same. Saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, That's yeah, funny. it is. It's a, it's a totally different chip. <laughs> we're I know, talking about an XR3 be... versus an XR2. If you look so, at I mean, traditional phone price? processors, what's the, what's the what's the price going to be on that though? That's like you're still, gonna have to, you're still you're still going to have to develop for Quest Two. I have a feeling. Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, you don't really have to develop for Quest One anymore. So well, yeah, but that's a different. That was a totally that's like a totally different scenario at that point. Like, I'm not the, the so install sure. Base, the install base on Quest One was like nothing compared to. I mean, right, like what, what our current plan is is, right is like we're going to yeah. develop our next game with the Quest Pro in mind. And then when the Quest 3 comes out, it should just run like butter. Yeah. That's that's our plan, at least. Unless we actually get dev kits for Quest 3 early, which, you know, Meta doesn't love us, so probably not going to happen. I don't see... They really like me, and I don't get nothing, so, like, don't take yeah. it personally. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're like, you raised give me a bunch of money, but they still don't send me a Quest Pro. And it's like, really? You send, like, the YouTubers a Quest Pro and not me? Thanks yeah. <laughs> well, yeah we, we paid fucking seven and a half grand for all these fucking things. Oh, they're not giving, wow. they're not giving Quest Pros to anyone unless, like, they're, if, unless you're creating an app that's, like, requires yeah. pass, colored pass-through. Um, yeah. So unless you're like yeah I don't you know, I don't there's... I don't have any but uh, I'm 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 there with you like my next game is going to be developed with the Quest Pro and Quest Three yeah. in mind. Like, yeah. The yeah, extra I would, I mean, RAM is like such a huge game, thing. I definitely do that. The Was extra that? RAM is, is is enormous. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah I mean, no, well, I, mean and, I guess... and, and and sorry. Go. No, I was just saying if you guess how long it takes you to make your next game, yeah, by the time your next game comes out, then Quest Three is probably like. Yeah, That's well, I mean, yeah, about. we're, we're, we're looking for midway twenty twenty four, so it should be. Yeah, should be yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. we're we're very much aiming to do like a very quick turnaround after Heartlands. It's like we're we're hoping to be a like a Quest three launch title. Wow, nice. big plans, but also we can reuse a lot of the <laughs> framework know, we already do, built. Uh, do you know when it's coming out though? It's probably coming out in October. Let's be real. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think uh, they, they, it was leaked that it would come in 2023. Yeah. yeah. I, I I'm pretty 16, sure Meta already confirmed that as well, yeah, but they just didn't yeah. say when. But they always launch it yeah. in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. October, yeah, October or November. Always the... yeah. yeah. That's a pretty quick return. So you got a year? 
Uh, we think we can build our next game in like under six months because we're going to we're going to reuse a lot of the frameworks we already have, but just ripping out a bunch of the stuff. I, I don't really want to talk about the next game yet, but there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of shit we can do with it. So very okay. cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, not not exactly an expansion, kind of like an offshoot kind of game. Kind of like how Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3 is basically the same fucking game with different assets. Zero, how long did it so. take you to make uh, Shock Troops with your small team? Uh, well, so it depends on um, uh, if you count the... So I, when I make my games, it's, there is always two phases. There is a phase where yeah. I work on it, where I work on it alone, uh, mm-hmm. and I develop a bunch of maps. I develop the look for the game, and I usually create like a, a whole bunch of levels. I mean, you, you yeah. saw on Twitter, yeah, for example, you do it right like, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so uh, yeah. these, I'm doing it alone. And so for uh, for Shock Troops, I uh, I had like a pre-production period that lasted yeah. I don't know maybe like four months. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but for the development, the moment I started working with Michel, we did it. We did it a little bit unless un, uh, under a year. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was mm-hmm. ten months. Ten months. Wow. Yeah, that's nice. sick. Yeah. That's a sick turnaround. Yeah. Well, yeah. For, uh, yeah. for Stones of Alaf, it's a, it was about the same. We did it in eleven mm-hmm. months. Nice. Wow. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, that's sick. And short hoops, the, the the Go version was done in uh, the Go version was done in five months, uh, and uh, I worked alone on it uh, after that. And then the, the the Rift version was done in six months. Uh, so I, I'm I'm always trying to kind of stay under one year. Uh, but yeah. the next game, the next game is going to be more. Uh, I've actually budgeted a year and a half of development time. Nice. That's what I was. I was wondering. Yeah. So the next thing I was going to ask, how long you think you're going to spend on this next one? Because it seems much bigger in scope. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the thing is that uh, uh, the next one I'm trying to not go at it alone. So I'm, yeah. I'm currently discussing with uh, with some people uh, to fund nice. it. Uh, and nice. And so that means so that means that uh, it, it is it is definitely a lot more ambitious. Uh, yeah. So therefore, therefore, we need to spend more time. Uh, yeah, and I had a call uh, uh, a few days ago where they were mentioning PSVR and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, very cool. Yeah, that's like it definitely should release on that platform for sure. Yeah, I mean, alone, I would not think of it uh, because yeah. I don't think that Sony is particularly um, <laughs> indie friendly, but uh, yeah. uh, with a yep. publisher. <laughs> With a publisher backing, that's that's a different story. Yeah, like with the publisher backing, it makes the QA for those devices way faster. Yeah, because uh, like you have to go, you know, you'll have to pass QA for all that, and doing that by yourself would be like miserable. Yeah, like yeah just and, uh, doing I'm just also... doing the quest alone was like. <laughs> No, yeah, no, I mean, I, I know. I mean, yeah, that's that's um, uh, and then um, while and. The, the the beauty of this is that both Michel and Simeon are, are busy right now porting uh, Stones of Life and Shark to other headsets. Uh, so we'll yeah. we'll be present on other on other machines. So while nice. they're working on that, I'm kind of doing all the R and D for the next game. So there is no really time wasted there. Yeah, that's nice. good. Yeah. And how to how does like honest, I'm starting to get a whole bunch of content. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. I'm so yeah, pumped. you're. you're... You're like smashing through. Like I, I'm a little jealous. I'm a little. I was like, because <laughs> yeah, that's the thing s- when you when you work alone. You know, you don't have to. I mean, it, it, you can go faster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no so, one saying, "Hey, fix that." <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm curious about when we're talking about pay and pricing and all that. Like, 
obviously like there's you know like robert's got a team and and you know there's different setups but also like when you're planning a year versus like maybe it's you know it's going to take two years and like mm-hmm. you know how do you factor in all those different things because like Cyril, like you said it's kind of more of a passion thing where you you know you can't make as much as you do at your day job but obviously it's your passion and you want to do it and you enjoy it so how you know all that has to play into it but well, to you... me to me the, the the thing is that i don't I, I did not i don't pay myself obviously but i do pay my my programmer so uh, I, I do that at, out, out of pocket uh, but it's usually at a, at a preferred rate because they get 50 percent of the sales so it's more kind of like a thing to kind of show them that i'm ready to take a risk to the yeah. uh, uh, to develop the game and kind of like get them on board yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, and <clears throat> well, uh, people that work with me know uh, I'm a fierce guardian of deadlines. Uh, like, yeah. I, I hate being late. Uh, I absolutely hate being late. My students know that about me. Like everybody that knows me knows that it's like uh, I'm like a, a Swiss a Swiss clock. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that means that uh, we scope. Uh, we decide. Okay, we are going to uh, spend a year, and we scope for a year. And uh, I know I know my velocity. Uh, usually, the people I, I work with, I know their velocity. And so, uh, in both the case of Stones of Alaf and uh, Shark Troops, we actually for Shark troops we we actually finished a little bit earlier same thing for stand of our life we finished a month earlier uh so that's awesome uh, does that answer your question yeah it helps it's just there's so much to to pack i don't don't know how you can budget like time that well (laughs) like we're always running against we're always running so fucking headlong into deadlines if you if you work with people that you know their velocity it's not too bad to be honest yeah, well, I, yeah consistency is, is difficult though well but the, 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 see this is this is the beauty of like a small team is that uh when when you have only two people working on it i mean i know my velocity very well i've been making games for 20 years so i know yeah. how fast it takes me to do stuff uh and i've worked with simeon before i've worked uh, uh and i plan everything you know I, I keep track of my deadlines i keep track of my deliverables and things like that but when when you're working with two people uh and there is a slight delay uh it's a slight delay of one person or two persons when you're having a team of eight people potentially you multiply that delay potential by yeah. eight people so the more people you yeah. work with <laughs> the more it kind of compounds uh and it yeah. becomes much 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 harder to predict uh, but i think we well, yeah, definitely noticed really... that we have seven people and it's sometimes it's a bit much yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah half my team got covid one time and uh yeah. <laughs> and that was uh, quite the fun uh, experience yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i mean we always yeah, leave like a going... we always budget like a 30 percent extra just yes. for cases okay. like that. Yeah, but, yeah. So I always have a thirty percent padding as well. So there's also here's the trick to that padding though, is that you need to factor in your milestones with that as well. Because like when you're budgeting mm, you're you're right. pitching to publishers, like uh, you give your publisher a certain amount of money, like here, this is how much I can make the game for if you give me this much. But you need to right. take into the fact with that that padding or whatever is that you're not gonna get five hundred thousand dollars in one go, right? You're gonna get mm-hmm. yeah. 30 mm-hmm. you're going to get like 30,000 yeah. or 25,000 in every month right so you yeah. need to make sure that so you probably want to inflate your your cost to make up for the milestones mm-hmm. um, yep. well, and, and, which is um, 
which, which is yeah. not really on the on the on the financing part, but also uh, all my milestone. Uh, I always mm. have two two milestones. I have an internal one and an external one. So mm. the internal uh, one is the, the milestone that we hit for us, and the external yeah. one is the milestone that we meet that we meet for the publisher or mm -hmm. for yeah, uh, Oculus or things like that. Very mm -hmm. smart. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so usually. There is two weeks. Uh, usually, there is two weeks difference between the ex the internal milestone and the external milestone. And I usually have like a code freeze and a content freeze uh, mm -hmm. for every milestone. So it's like we stop bringing new content in, and then we fix everything. Right. We debug so that way when we when we go to our publisher or when we go to Oculus to show them the milestone, uh, we have something mm -hmm. uh, that is I'm not going to say perfect, but uh, yeah, in right. working order. Yeah, that's a I would really like for us to be able to get to that point that. eventually. Like, we're all, like when we launched the two point one demo, we were programming like full on up until like six hours before launch. Fucking mm -hmm. terrifying. That's <laughs> very dangerous. That's that's yeah, very that's a... very very dangerous. Yeah. yeah, because potentially you can launch with bugs, and then if we launch with bugs, then like the players that 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 yeah. you code, then they are they are gone. Like. Yeah. It's very yeah. difficult to make a second impression. Uh, so yeah, to me, like that, uh, that kind of like internal versus external. It's kind of like it, 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 mm -hmm. it's a bible. Like yeah. uh, uh, and 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 that's even my internal have padding. And so the beauty of this is that if something goes wrong, there is the padding of the internal plus the two weeks, the two weeks difference. So that gives me usually enough time to kind of like yeah. um, compensate sure. in case in case something unexpected happens. Yeah, that's a sick like that's a sick way to approach things. Like I think that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You should become you should come be my project manager, Cyril. Come uh <laughs> come manage my project for me. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I'm impressed. Like finishing a game a month early, like that's unheard of to me, right? Like and I'm it's very impressive that you could do that, but I I don't think I've ever like that. That's just that's impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could ever plan that well. I don't think right. I'm not dead. I'm not, I mean, I'm not experienced. Serial's got experience. He's a Sure. like keeping the scope from like expanding. <laughs> the thing is that you know, like when I'm saying finishing, like we were content complete and we had like, all the systems, but then we spent the time that we had left, we, we, we did not sit on our hands, right? We spent it kind of like uh, uh, fine tuning some things, etc. But basically, yeah, like the, the, the delivery was kind of like done. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that to me, here is the here is the thing, because these are like passion projects and I, you know, I have a full-time job and things like that. The thing that cannot happen is that I cannot let these games stress me out. Uh, like that can right. happen. Like there is right. enough stuff for me to deal with on a daily basis that like making the game needs to be a pleasure. So yeah. that's why like, I always right. play it safe. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you manage teaching and then also doing that it just seems so it's like a lot of work well i don't have kids so i, I work oh time. okay well, that's not bad yeah. <laughs> then you get your free time you get your free time. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah during the, the moment i make a game i watch very little tv like i spend a lot yeah. of time in front of my computer yeah mm -hmm. yeah sure. i don't spend a lot of time doing much anything else other than i don't, I don't really play any games at the moment yeah i know either yeah, Whenever I play true. a game, I just I feel like I could be making my own game right now instead. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it. Yep. Mm -hmm. 100%. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'd rather be working on my game. You know, I'd rather be doing mm. that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, you're not enjoying it because you're playing it, but how you're kind of looking. Like for example, uh, yeah. Yeah. like Doom, for example, during uh, yes. shock proofs. Like I would kind of go there and kind of like really look at how they did some things. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> research yeah every vr game i buy is for research purpose like i'll go and like look at their tech art and be like how did they do that recreate Uh, every time i play beat saber i'm always looking like the backgrounds and i'm like oh i like how they like subtly indicate movement without there actually being motion (laughs) (laughs) right Mm -hmm. yeah tough Mm -hmm. tough yeah what do you guys do for fun then (laughs) <laughs> more work more work yeah it is yeah it's fun <laughs> yeah i i have right. endless fun working on my project so i don't ever get i don't get burnt out yet so it's mm-hmm. kind of good um, i got a bounce to me. today guys you got to dinner but uh see you guys okay. next time All right, oh, man. Bye. yeah bye. later bye. justin have a good one mm-hmm. have a short bye man mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, the the, so, the thing is that with the with the quick with the quick turnaround, that's also the other the other positive aspect of it is that, like, if I was working on Shock Troop for two years, I think I would be, I would be burnt out on it. But because yeah, it's yeah. short enough, sure. it's like it's like oh well, now I, I get to do like fantasy, and you know, it's kind yeah. of refreshing. Sure, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, right. So I know Robert's like for example schedule, but what what do you guys all work like? hours in a day like is it a normal oh, like, no. since this is like if your side <laughs> job like robert's over here doing like 23 hours a day so that's not good but... my, my record so far was 25 in a, in a single Gross. shift so you know Gross. stop don't do <laughs> nope nope you'll find me dead in my keyboard eventually no <laughs> no no i mean you're still young i guess you can kind of goof around but i'll probably be fine I mean, yeah, I to, me, uh, to, me, to me, it's usually, uh, I, I, usually it's between uh, pair dates between six to eight hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And top, that's on top, top of the job. Top of teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's on top of your yeah. teaching, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't sleep much, so I, I only sleep uh, six hours. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's also not, giving that's me not bad. No, no, yes, six hours to me is the sweet spot. Seven uh, hours, eight hours is too much for me. Like I feel like shit when I, if I sleep that long. Yeah. Five to six hours is my sweet spot. Yeah, six six mm-hmm. hours to me is perfect. So that means that it allows me, for example, to like come back from teaching, you know, take a break, mm-hmm. then work till midnight, for example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then kind of like go to bed. Uh, wait, I wake up at six every day because I teach at eight. Uh, yeah. So I teach the morning. Uh, and I finish usually at 1.42, uh, and then uh, I'll put a little bit of work. Um, there is obviously the grading and preparing classes, etc. But then, and then during the weekends, so during the weekends, that's where I can put like, I don't know, like I can think like 16 hours in one day. Yeah. And just working <laughs> right. like that's why I really enjoy the weekends because I can get like a lot of work uninterrupted. And that's usually yeah. when I do my best work. It's like when I can work long, long hours without stopping. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm the same. Like if I don't, but right now, I don't. My team is so big that I don't really get to do anything other than, you know, stuff for the team, or whatever. But on the weekends, no one, no one bothers me, so I get to like work, you know, endlessly. Yeah, much more fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I work. I probably put in about 
16 ish hours a day, I guess, overall, just because I'm like, I wake up, I have a, I, the, the first half of my day is like meetings with various companies or like uh, my team and, and then playing what they've done the day before or whatever, and then giving them feedback on the, the state of the game. And then I'll go in and do some work on myself, just make stuff. And then, uh, and then my eight, like the, my team in Asia wakes up like, at, you know, <laughs> 7 p.m. and then i have to meet with them and talk about stuff so i'm pretty much just working from the time i wake up to the time i go to bed i'll take like a, a nap sometimes if i have to or like a just a long lunch break but oh yeah, yeah i pretty much working I, I, yeah i take a nap uh, I, I think naps are amazing yeah um, naps like 20 20 minutes 20 minutes yes uh, yes, it will yes re-energize you yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah don't go don't go for too much further than that because then you'll wake up <laughs> sleepy but yeah I, I, i'm always taking power i'll take a power nap between uh teams waking up so yeah mm -hmm. that's usually what i do like when i come back from teaching i do a little bit of yeah. like work you know and, and then mm -hmm. before i start working i take a 20 minute nap I, it's kind of a way yeah. to reboot my brain yeah same that's what i that's what i always say it's like i need to reset my brain because like yep uh, if i just stay awake, <laughs> i gotta find like a way trash. to do that like I, I can't take naps it just doesn't work i end up falling asleep for like hours <laughs> Set an alarm. Well, yeah, alarm so enough, but if I if I lay down, I usually fall asleep within the next five minutes. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah, do I that either. I'm always like yeah, awake that. for. I just get anxious. Like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take a nap for like 20 minutes, and then I'm laying there for 30 minutes looking at the ceiling, and then I'm angry and annoyed that I could be working instead. <laughs> I think. I think for me though, I've, I've turned sleep into a form of escape. So it's like, instead when I'm anxious, I can just fall asleep because I'm like, yeah. I'm getting out of here. I'm afraid of sleep, <laughs> so that doesn't work. I have to get more anxious. <laughs> mm -hmm. That sucks. Uh, that would be. I would be miserable if I couldn't fall asleep instantly. I'd be like, nah, this is the worst. Uh, <laughs> sleep makes me have it, all kinds of crazy anxiety. Damn, I hate it. Rip, rip. I, I look forward to never having to sleep. If we like have a pill or something like that, I'll take it. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Same thing with food. I hate food. You hate, you hate food? food? What? It's, hate a waste food. Of, it, it's a waste of time. What? No. What's wrong I with you? Like, no, I don't get me wrong. I enjoy <laughs> food that tastes delicious. I did not get this fat from not eating, okay? But, <laughs> but, but, I understand it's a waste of time and effort and money. I fucking hate it. But no, it's, a no, 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 no. it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure baby. That's right. <laughs> I live to yeah. eat, man. Everything I do is motivated around food. If I get if yeah, I make money, that means I can I can yeah, spend more. Yeah, we got more. different priorities, man. <laughs> even your game is about food. Yeah, even my food is about. Yeah. Even my game is about food. Like yeah. I, I just want to. All I want to do is like move to Japan one day and just eat and just eat food all day long. That's it. That's it. All my money is going to go to food. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like when I got COVID. That was the, the that was the only thing that bothered me. I lost my taste and my smell. I would die, and I, I instantly die. became yeah. depressed because I heard all these people say like it doesn't come back for a year. Yeah, and that's the only part of it that mm -hmm. really really bothered oh, yeah. me. That and would be scary. Did you get it back yet? Yeah, yeah that about, would make me miserable. I, I, I wouldn't want to live. Like that. Yeah, I think I'm about eighty percent back to normal with that, so that's good. Oh my god! <laughs> but I, that's yeah, like, I I've never, I haven't been that depressed in in like decades. <laughs> like yeah. Instantly, like mm -hmm. I just sat on the Oof. couch. I'm like, I don't give a shit about anything right now. Oof. <laughs> that oh, that's sucks. miserable, dude. Oh my god! Yeah. So yeah. It happened to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I, guess I guess Robert, you'll be fine with COVID. <laughs> uh, I'm very clean and also don't go outside, so I don't think I'm going to get COVID. Uh, mm -hmm. Well. I am too, but I also work 
you know, with a team like yeah, you job. got one of those quote <laughs> real jobs. Yeah, <laughs> real jobs, normal jobs. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. Trust me. Tough. Oh, my game is uh, about to go into alpha finally. Uh, That's pretty pretty excited. Pretty excited. We, uh, you mm-hmm. can play the entire game now from start to finish. That's fucking awesome. awesome. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, and it's a. Uh, it's also our one year one year anniversary of production, so that's mm-hmm. also fun. Awesome. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't really so wait up on when the are you shipping? Side. Uh hopefully in April or May or June. And that three that's our three okay. months. Okay. The, whatever 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 window whatever that works out best. Uh, so okay. for I know I'm not sure if it's still valid and things like that, but I really, really enjoyed shipping in June for Stones of Our Life because there yeah. was practically no, no one. Yes. Yeah. No competition. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's our that's our plan too because uh, even even uh, Meta recommends releasing during that time as well. Interesting. Uh, there's a, there's a, like when when you release on the platform, they give you like a window of time to release when they think that your game is going to like do the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you have to like because like they have to put you through their QA process or whatever. So like you have to like you know make they have to schedule it has to be on schedule and stuff, right? So yeah. you get yeah. that window. They have uh, they have ten weeks of well eight weeks of QA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And ten weeks leading to it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you, you've got a window that you need to you need to hit. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. So. But with you, with you, are you going to go in QA? With because like uh, Endreams is uh, is taking care of your QA, right? Well, yeah, but we still, you, no matter what, you still have to do the the Facebook but not the eight, one. But I mean, not the eight one. weeks. You're going to do the take weeks, the the two weeks one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think because we don't because we'll have we have the the whole team, uh, the QA team or whatever, in, yeah. at Endreams, so. With us, uh, they, uh, they booked us. Uh, we, we got the same people making QA for Stones of Alaf. I mean, I actually uh, requested them because I really enjoyed yeah. working with them. Uh, uh, and they were awesome. Like, they were really, yeah. really nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it because, like, I, I like polishing the game. So I like fixing whatever little wild things they find. Um, that's, a fun, that's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Because that's what we did this, like, this, last, this last week was just a pol- Like, we just spent time polishing one of the quests. Or whatever, just to get a better idea of what um, close to finish thing would look like, and it was it was nice. It was really fun. Because um, currently, like we've basically been just blasting out the game's narrative. Because our game, our game is like this is this is not official. No one quote me on this in the future. <laughs> but, but our game has like the first half of the game was like almost four hours of like narrative oh, wow. content. Um, That's great. Nice. And that was like. And we've just been putting that into like we've created this crazy AI that like plops all of our uh, game like our narrative like our dialogue and narrative stuff into the uh, engine or whatever, and then we just have to like hook up some some points in the map. And so we've just been dumping dumping the game's narrative into the into the game for like months now. And so we're finally at the fun part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't played through the whole thing yet, so I need to go sit down and play and see how long it takes me. But I'm kind of afraid because. Of how long it's going to take to play through it. <laughs> so no. I'm like, uh. Well, you like can QA, save, like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can, I can <laughs> we've got it, we've got it set like a check, an auto checkpoint system. Like if you, once you get past like a certain narrative. Do you have, um, part, do you have cheat codes? Cheat codes? Well, no, not the ones that we, like, we don't need to implement any cheat codes yet on the quest. Like we haven't, 
we haven't been needing to like do it on the quest or whatever. So you know, uh, you know, you, you know. I, I'm going to tell you a secret. Sean Hoops has like the cheat codes are still in. Uh, oh, so nice. that means, <laughs> now it's, they are very complicated to activate. So only yeah, like right. you would not you would not step on them. Uh, but and this yeah. is a blessing because even after <laughs> shipping, like I'm glad that uh, if I need to test something and things like that, I can uh-huh. like swiftly go from one level to the next, or like yeah, trigger right. vulnerability or kill all the enemies or yeah. stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have a we technically have cheat codes for the flat version of the game. That's like a you know you can press a but a single button to win a mini game or whatever. Um, so we have a little stuff uh, like that. I mean, I don't know the particularities of your game, but uh, yeah. uh, that, that's an advice I would give to anyone. It's like make yeah. sure that you have cheat codes in your game because yeah. during yeah. QA and and for that matter, the people at QA were mm-hmm. super happy that we had them because it allowed them yeah. to test a lot more cases a lot faster. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah for our game, it's really important to be able to load into a single like quest or whatever and just be able to activate that instantly. So we do have stuff like that already. But okay, uh, yeah, my game doesn't really. I don't know cheat codes. There would be like cheat codes, like I guess fast travel, like uh, mm-hmm. just a whole bunch of like get you places quicker, or because like I don't have combat or anything, right? Or no, but you have like you have like quests that require a certain amount of components yeah, and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. So then you you can have like an auto complete for those, right? So yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what we do have. We do have stuff like that. So okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't think about giving that to QA though. That's a good tip. That's a huge. That's a. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't even think about keeping that for QA. Oh yeah, but when so. we when we uh, and so when we were on QA, we actually had a panel uh, uh-huh. during the pause menu that was specially for them that would kind of like oh, allow nice. them to kind of like do some Active. stuff that yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I want to do. It. I'm gonna definitely do that because that's. Uh... So see, for, I have an example. Like uh, each of our characters, troops have a particular ability uh, yeah. that recharges over time. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, they really wanted, like, we particularly we have a dash ability that had uh-huh. at the beginning when uh, those abilities we brought them super late in the game. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we, I, because I usually do all the testing, uh, but we were not able to kind of like test them super properly because they arrived uh-huh. very, very late. Uh, and yeah. so we realized that our dash, there were many things where it would allow you to kind of like dash food geometry or dash to your death. <laughs> Uh, and things like that and so basically what the qa did is like they they they, they overused the dash uh, by uh-huh. using a cheat that we gave them that basically made the the reloading of the ability instant uh, uh-huh. so that that allowed them to kind of test like our dash in all the possible configurations instead of having to wait for it to reload so like a little thing little things like that make it like a lot more uh, a lot more yeah, efficient that's great. yeah yeah I definitely, I definitely gonna keep that in for Q. I don't know why I didn't even think about that, but I'm sure someone on my team thought about it already, but um, I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do. So another thing about weird thing about the release of my game is like kind of I don't want to release the game without voice acting or whatever, and uh, we're really we're like meeting a big company in Japan about getting the the voice acting done or whatever, and so like that's. That's the only thing that I think that would delay my game at all would be just getting the the voice acting done in time for release. I mean, it's only going to take a month to record it or whatever, but there's a lot of like stuff setting up the contracts with all these different like anime voice actors and, mm-hmm. and things like that. That's going to like take time. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully, hopefully it all works out. But mm-hmm. that's a big thing because mm-hmm. our game is like it's so there's so much dialogue there is it's like a each quest takes about like 20 minutes to complete or whatever and it's mm-hmm. really heavily dialogue focused stuff and mm-hmm. uh 
you could uh uh what was i gonna say oh yeah so what we did is we made an a we we, we ran our entire script through an ai to to do all the acting voice acting so like mm -hmm. the, so we can just swap the files uh mm -hmm. once we get the the, the files audit we can automatically swap the files um, mm -hmm. once we get them from the voice recording so it should shouldn't take too long to implement but yeah that's yeah, that's, that's that's clever yeah. Uh, Photoshop groups, we actually use AI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too for hey, GBF. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it, it work, if it's if it works, it works. Like I, I definitely yeah. it changes the way the game feels by a hundred percent. Like if you actually have yeah. voice acting in VR, yeah. it's much more powerful yeah. than like without right. having it. Right. Um, you got a bunch of voice acting, don't you, Robert? Yeah, we do. Yeah. All the bandits yeah. are voiced. All all the characters will eventually be all voiced. It's a whole. It's a whole lot. <laughs> Yeah, that's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. But so, uh, so Robert, how do you fi finance yours? Like, do you have like an external? Like, what? How? How, how do you? Um, yours? It's kind of a longer story, but like, I when I finished Medieval Designer, I this guy that I knew that I wrote software for for a long time, uh, he was like, "Well, this is awesome. You did this as one person. What if you had like a team?" I was like, "I don't know. I, I can make something much larger." And he was like, "Come to me with some kind of budget, I guess." And so I, I did that and it was way too fucking large. So we scoped down a lot and scoped down more and scoped down even more. And, you know, then, you know, I hired a couple people and now we're here. Nice. Nice. I mean, so we, we don't, we don't have a lot of money, but you know, it's, it's, you know, enough to, to pay us to do this whole time. Mm -hmm. Very cool. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Yeah. I mean, I wish we, we had more money and more people, but yeah, I mean, hopefully Heartlands does amazingly well, and then we can do other big things. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Mm -hmm. I'm happy where we're at. That's and so awesome. what? Um, so what? Uh, because like, so if I understand correctly, we are going to be competitors. <laughs> you know, it seems like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> would you consider your game a? Would you consider your? What kind of RPG are you going for? It's going to be like Skyrim. Really? Yeah, we're really going to be competitors then. Yeah, that's oh, interesting. Oh, oh. The first competitor. Easy, guys. First Easy. Step back, step back, step back. I mean, it's going to be like Skyrim Light, obviously, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be like Skyrim, uh, Skyrim, uh, um, uh, Morrowind. Uh, yeah, that is my whole genre. So, you know, yeah, yeah. you got some, you got some competition, buddy. So wait, wait, the, the difference, the, the big difference between uh, between uh, Skyrim or, for that matter, Oblivion, Morrowind, and uh, and Skyrim yes. is that our game has tons of different locations. So basically, it's kind of like a collection of like like each island has a different vibe. Sure, um, sure. The, all the stories are going to be kind of connected, uh, but they are all kind of going to kind of like have a different. A different vibe to them so sure. I, I guess in that respect but yeah there is a lot and and magic there is going to be a lot of magic so think of like stones of alaf basically it's going to be the game we wanted to make with stones oh, of nice. but we, without pulling off so like the, the own casting is going to be back but better but you're going to be able to craft your own spells by having like components and things like that so <laughs> yeah that's quite outside of the kind of thing we're doing like Heartlands is very much kind of hub-based open world. So, like, you know, you have this giant city, you know, to explore and stuff, and you can go inside all the buildings, every single one of them. They all have interiors, and they're all decorated, all that kind of stuff, all kinds of NPCs, all that. But then, like, when you, like, go to do a quest, when you leave the city, it, like, teleports you to that location to do the quest because we can't really do a giant open world like I would want to. You know, we just don't have the time or money to actually handle it. The original design called for six square kilometers of an island 
Um, but you know, we 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 couldn't couldn't do that. And we don't well, do any spellcraft or anything like that. We have like weapon repair, armor like weapon armor repair, potion crafting, uh, you know, magic and you know weapons and yeah, you know, stuff like a, that. I think that mine mine is going to be a lot more like high fantasy, whereas yours is a, maybe low. It's a bit more grounded. More, kind of more grounded, yeah. A bit more grounded. Uh, Although yeah, we did yeah, recently do our story teaser, and you know, you know, as like this big demon things popping out of portals and stuff so you know <laughs> well that's uh, that's that's oblivion there right yeah very much. <laughs> yeah oblivion's oblivion is, is the game that i have based my entire life around basically so you know <laughs> yeah definitely oblivion not <laughs> not not demos style portals obviously because i'm not uh, as good of a tech artist as him but you know but for, so for a... me for me like i see uh, i see the next game as more kind of like a vr ver- a player vr version of world of warcraft yeah, see, I can't stand. I can't stand MMOs, so you can have that. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. It's not going single, to be an MMO. It's a single, it's a single yeah, player, though. It's not I, like, I got yeah, that, but like World of Warcraft, I really hate in general. So what? You can have that. <laughs> I love. I love World. I love World of Warcraft. But yeah. I cannot wait to play it. And also, I'm very curious how you're designing a bunch of your stuff because we're both using Unreal. Um, no, we just no, recently no, ran using... into a problem with the references. No, no, I'm I'm using Unity. Yeah, he's no. a Unity. Cyril's a Unity man. Oh yeah, I'm Unity. I'm <laughs> Are you serious? Ew, gross. He's, okay. a, he's a Unity. Johnny's oh. like, heck yeah, Unity high five, high five. Yeah, Unity. yeah. Woo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How gross. Unity. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I work with Unreal uh, uh, at school mm-hmm. uh, because most mm-hmm. of my students use Unreal, and so like the, all the all the games that they make in my studio class are, are on Unreal. And some of them have made uh, uh, VR games. And I would say that I think that Unity is better for VR than Unreal. Unreal is better mm-hmm. for like triple A stuff like that, but uh, <laughs> particularly for mobile VR, Unreal has some. Like, it's all about how you optimize it. Clearly, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we had this conversation before. Like the guidelines yeah. are like, oh, don't go over 170 draw calls, you'll fucking die. But you know, we're to do like seven to nine hundred and we're fucking fine. So you so know, you I, know, like the, the the island that I posted today, uh, it's all under one hundred draw calls. Hell yeah, that's impressive. That awesome. just like a lot of very large geometry pieces. Stuff no, like that. it's just everything is at last. So basically, that whole <laughs> island, uh, uh, not counting the terrain because the terrain uh, is the Unity terrain, so it's a splat map, but. Uh, yeah. uh, Every other building, the rocks and things like that, it's on only two two materials. I have two textures that's awesome. for the whole wow. for the whole island. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's we're doing wow. something very similar. Like I created a tool in UE4. The UE5 version is gonna be better, but it, like it can take any number of objects you have and like harvest all the materials and merge everything down, and it creates like a texture array instead of an atlas. Um, yep. So we can maintain all of our texture sizes, and then it produces one big material that everything can use, and then you can merge yep. it. So like our our whole town went from like two thousand draw calls down to like two hundred or something like that. But even two hundred, yeah. like uh, I, I'm, I'm still. Uh, but you said that you were unlit, right? Yeah, yeah. Unlit is like the magic fucking bullet for getting good performance in VR, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just could not deal with unlit because to me lighting is such an well, important I mean, part. Then you you can you can fake so much good shit with like use a reverse or a reverse Brunel effect to dark materials off axis, and then you can like do the whole capture component thing to fake shadows, and it, you know works fine. Yeah, it, it's not not for the type of um, graphics that stylization. I have. Like I, yeah, yeah, I really I really rely on like see for example <laughs> look at this for that 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 setup. 
Um, yeah. It doesn't look great because it's missing the lighting, uh, but uh, with sure. lighting, it looks it looks a lot more a lot better. And like the truck troops, if you look at the trailer, like lighting is, yeah. is lighting 90%. is important in something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah lighting like I, I like I would rather have a larger world with much more detail and interactability than have a world that is you know covered in shadow and stuff like we can still do do like a do like a day night system just fine. You know, oh, no, just darken all the materials. Point. When I'm talking about lighting, I'm not necessarily like, for example, I like I have a, a thing where it's like I never have full black in any of my games. Uh, like I want even in the shadows you to be able to see the textures and things like that. But it's more about the variation of like uh, light sure. intensity. But but yeah, I mean it's a different approach, and and that's yeah. the thing because of the stylization that I use. Lighting uh, uh, is extremely important. Uh, I would say that. Uh, for example, if you look at uh, Skyrim and if you look at uh, Oblivion, the lighting is pretty abysmal. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, Ob games, Oblivion's big show. thing was like high contrast and huge HDR saturation, which is a look we really yeah. want to try to try to go for, but we can't because of Quest hardware. Like, you yeah. know, we're, we're saturating things very, you know, as much as we can, and eh, there's only so much we can do. But the, yeah. like, like Oblivion doesn't have dynamic shadows either. Like, they have no. like dynamic character shadows and then they have like the fake decal uh tree shadows that we we've kind of recreated even though we're in forward rendering using like a transparent volume that like ignores depth and all that and it works very well but you know you can't have more than like two of them in an area or it kills performance but like there's all kinds of crazy tricks from you know decades ago that work just fine in I just use vertex yeah. colors you know yeah I, my entire system that i talked about completely takes all of our vertex stuff so can't do that unfortunately oh yeah like the, the like my entire like tool that like compresses all the materials down and strips out the textures and recreates this big thing it, it paints the actual vertices different colors on a scale based on the number of materials there are to give you uh -huh. a value that you can then use as a lookup to get the texture out of the array yeah. in, into yeah, the material I did, I did that same thing with a, uh, use a, a type sheet that's basically UV formats. Yeah, yeah, you can do it with um, you can do like with custom custom primitive data. Did we just lose him? Yeah, it's kind of like, huh? Did well, we, I think we, he's we, talking we, about using custom primitive data and like atlasing to do the same thing. Which, mm -hmm. yeah, we could do that too, but you can't fit like a hundred textures into a texture atlas without it looking like ass. Or looking like pixel art, obviously, which is fine, but you know. So did the uh, yeah? Did we lose? Oh shit! <laughs> we we lost another one. I keep oh. crashing. I keep. Yeah. I just keep crashing. Did we lose Johnny oh. too? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we did. You were talking about yeah, text. Just... You're, you're talking about texture atlases, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so like using like a texture atlas and like using different UV um, yeah. layers to provide in different, or, or even like custom primitive data, you can do the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. Like, the, like the whole problem with that is you can't create, or you can't shove like a hundred textures into a texture atlas and so have it look good, unless you're doing something very stylized, which we're not, you know? That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why we need like these, like our texture rays are like a hundred megabytes oh, no, each. I mean, it's, it's very it's large. A, it's a, it's a, it doesn't change the texture itself. Yeah, but I mean, if you're fitting, you if you're fitting like it's you can't fit a hundred textures into one like 4K texture, right? As like an atlas, it doesn't. Well, no, it's not. It's fit. not. It's not an atlas. It's not an atlas. 
It's an array. It's an array. Uh, it just, oh, it just so you're was, also using arrays then. But it's just but it's just a but it's just using UV coordinates, so I still have my vertex data because I mean I use vertex offset for right, all my right, right, and right, stuff. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It's the same thing you're doing, yeah, it's just with the Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, you thing just is have to like still... export out and assign them inside of like a three modeling program versus mine, which is just all automated. It just doesn't take yeah. the ver- I lose I lose vertex, but I save time. Yeah, but uh, you're still limited by the amount of memory, though, because you still have to load all of those textures in memory. Yeah, so that, like that's a that's a huge. We we ran into yeah, that yeah, problem it's, where it, like, it's a at one point one of our texture arrays was like 600 megabytes. A huge problem, huge fucking problem. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean we we've, we've since solved that by like breaking things up and loading things manually and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, super exciting yeah, stuff. Um, I, I love graphic stuff like this. Yeah. Figuring out better ways to render things. Serial, what do you? What kind of filtering do you use in your? Te- do you do you just turn off like? What do you do for your make your textures all nice and crisp? You just uh, you don't use you don't I use just, mapping or anything or? No, I do use mip mapping, uh, but I uh, turn off all the other, so there is no entire oh, yeah, filter. Oh, okay. And all the other filter, it's basically the point filter, like the non uh, point. Uh, in yeah. it's called point. Uh, so yeah. that means that my textures don't get. Uh, they they are imported at so all my um, all my textures all my so here is the thing I atlas all my textures on a two K yep. uh, on a two K uh, texture so uh, uh, I'll pack uh, I'll pack as much as I can uh, mm-hmm. and that's why like sometimes I have only like I have entire levels on just one big yep. 2k texture and sometimes nice. i need two or three because the level mm. is big or i have too much variety and so i need more but yeah. that's that's what kind of <laughs> allows me to kind of like keep that um yeah yeah uh, but for the first time for that dwarf island for the first time i actually normally i'm super in all about texel density so like same, the value of same. a pixel is the same everywhere but because yeah, I, I still have no idea what the fuck a texel is <laughs> i didn't go to college for this like you guys well, it's, they didn't, it, I... <laughs> It's the, the whole idea that, yeah, no, no, yeah. The whole idea is that basically- I make things and they work. <laughs> a bit, I mean, do you, are you interested? Do you, do you want me to tell you? Yes, yes, please explain. Oh, okay. So, so the whole idea is that, uh, let's imagine that you have, uh, like, l- look at those chairs, for example, right? Sure. sure. When, you, when you're going to uh, unfold their UVs, you're going to unfold them at size. Uh, and then look at that table. Uh, and then you're also going to unfold the, the UVs of that table. Well, you need to keep the proportions of the UV between the table and the chairs the same so that the value of a pixel on the chair is exactly the same value of a pixel on the table. If you start sure. resizing Makes your sense. UV of your table, then your pixels are going to be bigger. And so you're so, going to... Yeah? Oh, sorry. Cyril, so how do you... Uh... How do you go? Uh, you should expl- finish your explanation first. Sorry, I have a big question to ask. Uh, well, so so basically, the whole idea is that te- keeping the texel density is to make sure that the value of a pixel across all your objects that are at last is about the same. Uh, and yeah. to me, that's been a golden rule. Uh, but that, that's a rule that I'm starting to change. Like for example, for the Dwarf Island, I I already have two different texture sheets, uh, and I have yeah. very very large rocks, and so I just agree that my rocks are going to have a different texel density. But that's so what I was about to, be... to ask. That's what I was about to ask. <laughs> so my rocks, for example, are way more pixelated than the rest of my level because I did not want it to bring a fern material. And the reason why is because the because the island is pretty big. And so therefore, when I bake my lighting, I have about uh, 10 light maps that are baked yeah. together. And all of those light maps create additional draw calls. Yeah. Uh, and so if... 
if I bring another texture texture sheet, I'm going to up my dracols, and I'm really starting. I'm really trying to stay under 100 dracols. So that's yeah. the reason why. Basically, I was like, you know what? Fuck that. The rocks are going to be more pixelated. <laughs> that's fine. People won't mind. Uh, yeah. Because I was I was gonna ask, how do you handle? Because like I'm getting into the scenario. Because I'm like you. I do. I I also want to maintain my. Since mine's not pixel, so I'm not doing like pixel art, right? But I still want to main my like maintain my visual pixel density yep. and not just like the actual you know textures uh, but, you know because like how much detail an object has on it based on its scale right mm -hmm. compared to compared well, to everything so else and two things like so for some i just accept that they are going to be at a different pixel density i just yeah. make sure that they are like the rocks it's fine because it's the yeah. rocks like these are not things yeah. that you're going to look at with intent yeah. Uh, 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 so that's the first thing. The second thing is that I, uh, if I know, for example, that I'm having a very high tower, I'm going to yeah. build it with modularity and I'm going to stack mm. modules uh, so yeah. that I can kind of like UV unwrap those modules yeah. while keeping the proper texture density. So mm. for buildings, for example, I kind of piece them into modular kit elements yeah. uh, that yeah. are unfolded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, Which like, is the same I... way you do yeah, same I way do, you do I, it, I'm sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the same way yeah. I do it. And I, I was wondering, because like I'm running into a problem where I, I might want to make, instead of just scaling up my rocks when I want bigger rocks, I may make three si like three big sizes of rocks. So like one big giant rock, one medium rock, and one kind of smaller rock. Like we have like moss that grows on the rocks. And it's all mm -hmm. like uh, stylized, hand-drawn looking stuff. So it's like the, the amount of moss on the big rock looks less than the moss on the because if i'm just scaling it up it's like we, it's like this weird visual and then like the yeah um so i'm like deciding right that's actually what i'm doing right now is like thinking okay maybe i want three sizes to pull from rather than just one one size rock fits all because yeah, the texel density is you know can be kind of that's that's messy. kind of what i've done and particularly like another thing that i've done is uh uh because i i have very little rocks but what i yeah. do is i turn them and you know i use the bottom like i i, yeah. I rotate them etc et yeah. and then i realized the, the, the ancient trick <laughs> the ancient trick but they, it's actually a, a trick that i'm kind of getting away from because uh mm -hmm. what's happening is that when i bake my light maps uh, those uh, those vertices, I mean, those faces, they are still rendered and they are part of the baking, which oh, which yeah. basically mm -hmm. leads to kind of like larger light maps than they need to be. Yep. So yep. Uh, for that uh, for that new game, for example, my rocks are mm -hmm. all kind of halved, uh, yeah. so that they don't have like faces that are going in the ground and that are going to be yep. calculated in the light maps. Yep. Uh, what, what I do, what I do, however, is that the rock I have a texture that is kind of like somewhat bland. I mean, uh, non not very precise and what yeah. i do is i stack all the uvs of my rocks in one position so they yeah. all share the same texture and that allows me to save a lot of like a lot of room on my atlas yeah 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 that's yeah that's what i'm doing as well so it's like yeah. i was really curious what you're gonna do because like i wonder how pixel games do that or handle like scaling of objects because i feel i feel like i feel like a lot of times i have to recreate new assets rather than scaling up as like yep. for trees, for instance, like I have these tree, I have like these trees that I want to reuse, but like mm -hmm. if I scale them up, it really kind of it's it kind of kills my visual texel density, and I'm kind of like, Ugh. so. Uh. <laughs> So for the it's scaling kind of, of the trees, for the scaling of the trees, like that's uh -huh. also another one where I will accept mm -hmm. that my textile density is going. But yeah. I never scale them more than like I don't know one hundred and thirty yeah. percent. Like mm -hmm. so, it's it's barely noticeable. You really yeah, need yeah. to kind of like pay attention. Yeah, that's true. That's that's yeah. And I have I have trees that I need to make gigantic versions. So I need to like 
I'll have to make another texture for it. But yeah, it's, it's cool to know that's what you that's what you're doing now as well. Yeah. Text yeah, I mean, if, you, no? if you have any if you have any questions, uh, like uh, reach out privately. I can share uh, some of my yeah. uh, texture sheets for sure. you so that yeah. you get an idea of how it's done. Yeah, texture density is something that a lot of people don't know about. It's like, like the, or understand, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's, and, and to go back to the school stuff, it's not necessarily, like I, I try to talk to my students about optimization, but, yeah. and, and that's the problem, you know, with like engines like Unreal 5, everybody's like, oh, I don't yeah. need to learn that yeah. anymore. And it's like, well, actually <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> yeah, not everything, so like, I wish we could use Nani on mobile, but it, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. for example, the other day, like I was, uh, I was uh, like I have a studio class where I have like character artists that are making the characters, and like one of uh -huh. one of them like kind of like had like 200k uh, police for the characters. Like this is not Jesus. a game character. Uh, Jesus. Um, and then I wanted to talk about like so when they they retopologize them, they they retopologize them with like an automated tool, and yeah. uh, I learn how to retopologize my characters by kind of drawing my curves, you know, with with yeah. gun or something like that. And, yeah. and I, I wanted to kind of spend some time telling them like the, the topology should be like if, if the character has a muscle for example the yeah. line of the topology should kind of support yeah. that muscle so that yeah. when you animate yeah. that muscle deforms correctly did you see did that? you see the big drama on twitter yesterday about that that exact same the exact same topic you no. know delaney delaney the the girl who tweets about like game optimizations and yeah like modeling yeah, yeah, yeah. her stuff's great mm -hmm. She got like there's a huge controversy that just happened about that exact topic, and she was talking about that. And then some guys came in and were like, "No, no, no, you don't need to do that." And it, it was a big. It's funny that you're bringing well, no, it up you, now. You, it's pretty funny. No, you need to. Yeah. Do, I mean, even even. Yeah, even, no, I uh, agree. I'm agreeing. I agree with you. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Um, but that's that's the thing, right? And, and that's that that's I, I'm hearing that more and more, and like uh, with Nanite and Lumen, like for example, baking the light maps. Like that's yeah. a big thing. So uh, lighting is obviously something that is very important to me. And and when I talk to yeah. my students and like a lot of them, they are like, it's always the same question. Did you bake your light maps? No, no. It's like, they, oh, we get it unreal. We don't need to. And it's like, yeah, you do. Like you still do. <laughs> that's performance that you can use for something else for like better particles yeah. or like yeah. uh, uh, faster gameplay or all of those things yeah. but it's it's difficult sometimes to kind of like get people to do the proper the proper thing the proper way <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing that's a that's a huge thing about like the whole nanite and like unreal 5 thing is like you sure you can't you don't have to do that but you can do there's even more you can do there's still you can should still optimize stuff yeah that means you can make your game yeah even better yes so, and i think that mm. a lot of people like uh, uh are not interested that's the reason why i'm kind of like a, a like really like digging making things the old school way because yeah, everything yeah. is optimized like my game like there is not a polygon in my game that is there without me knowing about it like I mean, yeah exactly i'm the um, same i'm the same way i'm the same way I'm like, nah, delete there's that. like a lot that, that <laughs> we don't make our own models though that's part of our problem there's so much <laughs> i wish we could get rid of but there's automated tools I bet I could make to make it happen. Well, but those automated tools, though, they do, they do, they usually do a really piss poor job. Though. Like yeah. I've seen like those. Uh, oh, even, I'm sure like, they I... do, but it's money and time versus quality, it's... you know. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, like, uh, for example, I use 3D Studio Max uh, from, yeah. uh, as my modeling tool. And like they have like that pro optimizer stuff. And every every now and then I'm like, OK, well, I want to kind of see. <laughs> and I kind of like do the, the pro optimizer. And I always end up being so disappointed. It's like, yes, of course, it's less polygon, but it looks god awful. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> the, the topology is all over the place. It's, I mean, so anyway. Yeah.
Yeah, I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. I constantly go through my mod. Like whenever people give me models back from from on my team, I'm like, uh, I'll like check. Is like, did you delete the back face? Did you delete that? Did you delete this? Did you, delete this? you know. And then uh, sometimes the the thing that really gets me serial is when people leave. Uh, like cat, you know, when you put it, make a, a cylinder and then the caps are like triangles or whatever um at a single point that drives me nuts mm -hmm. when people leave that yeah. leave those edge loops there i'm like please just delete those edge loops and if you want you could draw some you know make the little or just leave it you know um yeah drives me insane no yeah there is, there is a lot of um, a lot of shortcuts and i mean I, I i'm not going to say that my topology is perfect it's far from yeah, 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 yeah. My, like i'm, I'm lazy either. as well <laughs> Uh, I'm lazy yeah. as well, but um, uh, at least I bake my life maps. Uh, <laughs> yeah, least, and my characters are rarely my my characters are rarely <laughs> under one one thousand polygons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine are, are in my game. They're only two thousand five hundred, but we're going for like a you know, a little bit higher. Yeah. yeah, we have characters that are like thirty thousand polygons. What? How, dude? How are you? I don't know. I have. I need to go yeah. play your demo and see how it performs because I don't understand anything that you're doing. I really, yeah. I really don't understand how any of that runs at frame rate. Yeah. I mean, in like... some areas we have to rely on space warp, unfortunately. But outside of like, like in the in the main city, it's usually fine. We turn it on mm -hmm. and off based on what is happening. I the, thing is that, the, the thing is that usually fine is not going to get you anywhere on the quest, though. Like, they are um, very, I mean, very... No, yeah, no, no, I mean, you I'm... say that, but I've also played Blade and Sorcery, and that game runs at seven frames per second literally all the time. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, please, please hear me out. Like, when you're sure. going to go to QA, when you're go because they, you're going to go to QA, like, if there is any part of your game that is under 72 frames per second, they are going to flag, flag it as a blocker. You won't be able to launch. Like, that's, that's a kill. Like, How you the hell launch. did Blade and Sorcery get through then? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't but what played I can, that game. So. What I can tell you is that for the two games that I released, like we had a few areas where we were like at 70 frames per second instead of 72, and that was a blocker. And without fixing oh. it, we were not launching. So I mean, the thing, the reason yeah, probably I, like Blade and Sorcery got through, dude, is like because they're already in a stat. Like that, that game is like. You know, system I, seller, I think really probably right? what it was was that there's no competition. Um, that's it's it's a big fucking thing. They needed a sword fighting game on the quest. They didn't have one. That's the thing. But then again, even those small areas, though, it's not like we can't fix those. You know, optimization yeah. is something I'm very fond of. I love the process of chasing down where a problem is. So no, it's yeah. a, and you have that. That's the but, but that's the thing, right? Like. Uh, uh, because I was also thinking, like, when we arrived with Stones of Alaf, we had Arias, and it's like, here is the thing. Uh, did you, I don't know if, uh, how familiar you are with the game, but, like, in the island, there is an area with, like, a little lake and then cascades, right? Mm -hmm. uh, those, those cascades have, like, you know, a particle of water, etc. Well, the thing is that uh, we have some transparency because we use a lot of pixels and things like that, uh, like a lot of sprites. Uh, and for that water, we are using a, a, a transparent particle. Well, the thing is, uh, you, you know, like everybody, like transparency on the quest is a performance. It's rough, yeah. Yeah. 
so the thing is that when you're when you're at the border of the of the lake, uh, looking at the cascades, everything is fine. However, though the people in QA, what they did is that they went in the lake, they put their head in the cascade, and then <laughs> looked up. So basically, they would be receiving like I don't know 100 part, 100 particles of transparent water that would be like taking the whole field of view, uh, <laughs> and suddenly the frame rate was at 50 frames per second, and it was a launch blocker, and we had to fix it. <laughs> so that's the thing is that. Uh, even like kind of like edge cases, etc. Like uh, they are going to try to potentially the well-being. Yeah, of they're going to try now, to destroy your game. That's like that's yeah. Well, it's, it's actually called a destructive. Like so, that, yeah, that was yeah, very yeah, funny. Yeah. That that was very funny because like uh, uh, we were with the QA and the, the guys at QA. I really love them. Like we we got a mm -hmm. great relationship. They were part of our team, etc. But so they they play the game right for a week, uh, two weeks. I think it's the first two weeks, and they play the game and they report some bugs, but not that many. And and I was like, yeah, you know what, QA is QA is pretty cool. I was pretty afraid. Mm -hmm of it but yeah <laughs> and then the guy like sends us email he's like okay so we've done i don't remember how he called the first phase but he's like we are about yeah. to enter the destructive phase and i was like oh, what the hell boy. does that mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, <that's, laughs> and then I learned very fast, and and basically they, they they do not play the game as intended. They basically try to purposefully break the game, do stupid yeah. stuff. Like for example, the yeah. magic. You know, we cast the magic, and we have like a little nice little trail mm -hmm. uh, 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 when you do your movements. Well, they they took the, the the controller right in front of the headset, and they kept casting. They kept activating the trail in front of the headset <laughs> again, creating like transparency over transparency over transparency mm -hmm. over transparency yeah. and, and basically tanking our frame rate uh, on this one like we ask a waiver from oculus and we said listen guys it's either we remove the trails or we make the, the spell look much much less attractive or we are going to accept that this is not kind of a normal behavior and we are going to let it go uh, yeah. so there, there is a little bit of flexibility I'm, I'm, I'm very certain that qa is going to be an, a goddamn nightmare with my game just because like I, I'm sure you see it coming too. RPGs are fucking enormous. Like I'm, I'm talking yeah. like thirty hours of gameplay. So, it, it's going to be a fucking QA nightmare. But you know, I'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. You know, what, what am I going to do? Have you played your game for? Have you played your game for thirty hours? Not so far, no. Well, the, most time of, the most time the I've spent in it so far is like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Um. But generally, the play sessions are like to get through the demo. You can get through the demo in like ten to fifteen minutes. But like the full final game, like when you're in the city and you can go in any house and go and buy stuff and sell stuff and go and do a quest and get shit, just like in Skyrim, right? you can go out into a dungeon, pick up all this fucking shit, take it back to town, sell it, go to like your house and do whatever. Like that kind of shit adds up a lot. So mm. can I uh, can, can I uh, give you uh, my sentiment on this? Sure. Uh, my uh, my advice for you would be to shoot for something much much shorter, uh, because the problem is that if it's a nightmare for Q like let's imagine that you have thirty hours of gameplay, that mm -hmm. means and uh, you're going to go you don't necessarily have a publisher so let's imagine that you're going with the QA that is kind of like triggered by Oculus which is eight weeks. Sure. Uh, uh, they are not going to be able to kind of get to everything in eight weeks. Uh, yeah. And potentially, that means that you're going to go to, to market with a game that could potentially have game-breaking bugs. And those game-breaking bugs, like well, once the players discover, discover them, you're done, you're fried, you're toast. And so the, the thing is that QA is super important because they basically 
what I loved about QA is that when my game did, at launch day, I knew my game was solid. Like I knew that. Yeah, like, hey, I mean, you know if, if we have to even like pay an outside like firm to do QA, we will because it is very important. But like yeah. scaling back is a non-starter because every every goddamn forum people are talking about how shallow all quest games are, and that's the huge problem with VR. We no, are fixing could, that, you know. You could do you could do fifteen hours uh, and still be kind of like in the top twenty percent of the best uh, of the best quest games, uh, and that's still twenty percent is not good enough. But it's not good enough. My thing is that potentially you're setting yourself up for like going to market with a game that may have the the potential of being broken because it it you were never able to test it properly because you don't have the bandwidth to do that or you don't have the money to do that that that's the that's that's the flip side yeah, of the, that's I, the flip I, side I of the, the point i'm tired uh, that's of, the i'm tired of testing my game and it's nowhere near it's only like it's likely going to barely hit 10 hours or something. I've not gotten tired of testing our game yet. But yeah, like I said, if we had to, we would just like pay an outside firm to fucking do QA for us. Like it's, we make... understand it's very important. But you, you'll, you'll pay with what money? Like if you already don't have like, enough money to hire, like that's the thing. It's like this costs we money. We can get money for that. I, I, I okay. Based on where we're at, I guarantee we could get money for that. Okay, but yeah, I, I mean that's fair enough. The, yeah, the, it's things me, that are you know, it's, it's based on things that are important. And and do you the the, the next thing which kind of come goes back to the to the question of like financing and price point and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, I am not I'm I'm not kind of like a, a VR power user, right? I really enjoy VR, but like my play sessions rarely go over thirty minutes, forty five minutes, usually sure. under one hour. I just uh, ran a I ran a pool on that yesterday, uh, and it basically oh. the average the average play time for anyone was like an hour. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty common. So, My goal very much for Heartlands is I want people to put on the headset and then not realize two and a half hours have passed and their fucking headset dies. I want people to call out of work because they'd rather do that play my game, then go to work. I want children to call out of school because they'd rather <laughs> play my game than go to school. That's a lot. You can still do that. It is totally doable because I was, I was that kid when Skyrim released way back then. Yeah, but right. Skyrim is made, is made by a team of like, what, like yeah, with 500 exactly. million. Exactly. They're a massive team and you would think that something of this scale, like Justin the other day said, no one's no one's no one's crazy enough to be building what we're trying to build, and I think that's very true. But the automation tools that we're building to actually allow this to happen allows it to actually be possible. Modern game engines, like Oblivion, was built with a team of thirty people, and that was with old ass ancient tools. You could build that same game today with a team of our size in probably half the time. We're not going to be as large as Oblivion, clearly, but we're still looking at a very large footprint of a game in general. The whole idea, like, the reason why we're pricing so high as well, or intend to, is because there's nothing like on the store, and the amount of content you're going to get for the price you're going to pay is going to be unlike anything else in the store, even from AAA publishers. I mean, but yes. is, the content, is the content enjoyable, though? That's the other... Is like, our is games it... like Oblivion and Skyrim enjoyable? Is Morrowind I mean, enjoyable? I don't know. I've never played those games. <laughs> the answer is yes, clearly, because they're massive. <laughs> the answer is yes, yeah, clearly, because they're massive. Those are the kind of games the... you can you can boot up in the morning, play literally all day, not realize well, it got dark, and then go to sleep. 
I'm just saying, is yeah. is your is your combat is your your game loop as you know the exact same as that or? Our weakest point is our combat, but you know we got to rebuild that anyway. But the rest of it, yes, it is that, and it's it feels awesome. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, okay. to, to me, it's it's fine. Especially that's, exploration. That's, also, that's the beauty of it. Like, I, I my approach is the opposite. It's like I would rather make a four-hour experience that is ultra polished, uh, where like everything is, um, yeah. And even like the game, like so, for example, like the game I'm working on, uh, I'm I'm shooting for like maybe ten hours tops. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's not going to go much beyond that because I, I would rather, but it, that's also like you, you mentioned automation, like to me, like all of those, like that, those, those maps, they are like crafted by hand. Like yeah. there is, yeah. I don't yeah, have like any all our interiors are crafted by hand, but they all, we also use automation to polish them off and actually deliver the content that we would like them to be. Like, like the system we developed for interiors, I'm still very proud of, okay? So, like, we have what we call, like, dummy items that we place down. And then based on what, who the NPC is living there, whether it's, like, a shopkeeper, well, shops are slightly different. Depending on, like, what class they are, like, peasant or upper class, what have you. And depending on, like... You replace them. Yeah, you, you replace things based on that. And then you have things that make the world feel alive, like curtains that open and close based on the what time it is outside. And, you know, there's variation there for things like, oh, they fucking forgot that day. What, like, the, their food on their table changes based on, you know, how long it's been there. You know, it's not going to be there the entire game. I might play the game and you might play the game. We might experience entirely different interiors. Shit like that, you know, it's... How did you manage all that stuff? That sounds like such a, a such an undertaking to me. It sounds so hard to like. It's you just have a global manager for it. Well, no, I just meant like coming up with all the stuff and be like, okay, yeah, this is it all. Technically, that idea, I, I've been working on that idea for like a decade. That's how. Okay, okay. I was gonna say to me, it I sounds mean, like, like quite the thing to just. It also, do, you know? also, I'm very good at spite. <laughs> So someone told me in <laughs> someone told me in 2017 that that system was impossible. So I prototyped an early build of it out in literally the the next eight hours since until I saw them the next day at work. I was pissed. <laughs> I'm very I'm very good at spite. <laughs> I will program the shit out of something out of spite. I hope. I'm looking forward to it. Let's, I, so am I. Uh, I want to see. I've never played a game like that. And uh, yeah, sure. No, the demo I'll doesn't look. have any of that stuff. To be fair, it has like a randomization of like. So uh, how close? Like, sure. Go ahead. How close are you to finishing? Your well, game? the plan is to release the early access, like the paid beta, in December. Um, we should be finishing up our internal tests of. Well, is that the fucking bug we just found that this, you know, tonight that might set us back a week? We were supposed to be done with our internal testing of like our like really, really punishing our quest system um, at the end of next week. That might get pushed so, back another week. We'll see. So, but wait, content wise, like, so your, uh, your, your, uh, your early access, like, is it what, 10% of the game, 15, 20, 30? Uh, early access is probably going to be like the goal is you'll have like the whole city to explore still, or like at least the one district we want the one of the districts we're launching with. We're la- the city has fifteen districts. We're launching with three. We may or may not revisit those other districts. We have like lower reasons why they might be closed. Um, if we the- if we do revisit those, like it'll be a DLC. But you're going to have one district and all the interiors, which are already done, and then probably around. 20 to 50 quests that you could actually reasonably do 
um, okay. in the early access beta. Then we're going to have early so, access beta two as well. Um, that's going to be probably you know a bit more than that and fix bugs that are obviously found during that. And then uh, final launch later on with you know. Obviously so what's a, a what's a quest example? Because I'm just trying to because I'm trying to comprehend sure, sure. the game. Overall, so so, just... so like one of the things that that's being worked on right now is like we have a like a merchants guild right. Uh-huh. And there's there's like a whole storyline there that's like ten things. So we have like individual quests uh-huh. like that. It's like ten individual quests packaged into like a you know I don't remember the exact details of the quest line, but it's like ten quests and it starts out like you meet these people and they're like hey uh, there's this problem over here in this area of the city and they're doing whatever you know and then you do you do these quests and you get up in the ranks or whatever and then you can like towards the end of it you get like discounts at shops or whatever if i'm remembering correctly but then simpler quests obviously is just stuff like you know you meet this woman you know crying near a well and, and you're like bitch why are you crying <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like oh my 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 you know I, I dropped my ring down the well can you you know i heard it's dangerous down there do you think you can go down there and get it you know and you, and you go into like an underground section and you know you fight like a, a goblin or something and then you find mm-hmm. the ring and you can either keep it or give it back to her whatever you want to do and then there's more complex stuff like um my dumbass husband ran off to join some bandits so you mm-hmm. know you go to her, you go to a cave and then you can fight the bandits and then you can choose to either like kill him or convince him to come back that kind of shit so are those quests like written like are they like on a document somewhere they're just like written out or are they like some kind of like auto-generated type scenario or we have a writer that's 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 working how are you how are you how are you managing 30 hours worth of we have a we have a very we have a a quest builder that handles all the actual information inside the actual i'm not worried about i'm not worried about that that's 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 not what i'm worried about like just create coming up with 30 hours worth of questing con content well i have i mean i have one one whole dude on staff for that and then my audio engineer is also helping with that so so it's like one and a half people that's pretty much all they do is just write quest shit and then do you have an automated way to implement those or those something like what's your quest system like are you like blocking you have to like block the quests out or like so like the actual system of like implementing dialogue and implementing Mm -hmm. like quest stages and stuff all that yeah. kind of stuff, we, we probably could automate it if it was written in a certain way. But right now, it's yeah. just you go in and you add the quest stages, the dialogues, whatever. And then yeah. the actual backend system creates all the assets in Unreal necessary for it to function properly in our system. So like you input like the dialogue and the text and it'll show properly on the cards. And uh, like if you try to implement, if you try to put in like a sound file for like a voice thing, it'll warn you if there's uh-huh. not like a lip sync file. Um, you can generate the lip sync file, automatically put it in. And once you get everything listed, you just attach it to a character as a quest. And then our quest system that runs actually on the game instance can actually update, you know, so where you are you in you a quest. Hand play, like that ring you're talking about, does it yes. just automatically get spawned in the world? Or is someone having to like set that up manually? Or That's, that's something where someone has to go in and, and place that item down. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the, cool, the thing cool. is that, so like, yeah, the, 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 basically you're kind of like, Mimicking a little bit the the, the guild quests uh, that you have in Morrowind, and you know, well, like kind you have the yeah, guild of fighters, and but but so like these to to me like um, uh, Skyrim, like I mean, all those all those games like Skyrim, sure. Morrowind, Oblivion, they really have like 
two levels of quests. You have like the storyline quest, the main story quest, yes, and then you have yes. like what I call like the filler quest, right? Which are basically yeah. like for the completionists. Like for example, I played uh, Morrowind, I played Oblivion, I played uh, Skyrim, I finished the three of them, but I did maybe 10% of the filler quest. Uh, I usually mm -hmm. like- uh, That by I definition get... is not finishing then, is it? <laughs> well, I, I finished the main storyline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the main story uh, of those games is the worst part. Like, then again, I, I guess it really depends on what kind of, you know, Bartle kind of test person you, you know, you are when it comes to, you know, the four types of gamers. Yeah. But yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, yeah, like for me, the most important parts of those games is the side quests. Um, I, like, just the main yeah. quest, sure. I don't like, disagree. People I like don't, side quests. Yeah, people don't stay for the main quest. They come to it because, ooh, look, a demon popping out of a portal. But they don't stay there for that. They might get, they might be like, oh, cool, a, a main quest. Like, you know, when you get to the town and you, you talk to this person and they're like, how did you see that? You know, the fucking desaturation and all that kind of shit. Um, but then you might go out into the town because they're like, oh, you should probably go and talk to this person. But then you'll find a shopkeeper and, you know, you stay for the actual side quests. Yeah, yeah That's really me, what draws the player in. To me, like, we're talking uh, about like main quest like length. That's probably a few hours at most, you know? Okay, and and so how how far are you into those ones? Because they are kind of like the core of your experience, right? Yeah, like they're they're still in the process of being written. Like we have all the interiors and stuff. It, it's a lot of the stuff needs to be implemented into place, which is where a lot of the later half of our development here is going to be. You know, like so, we'll so be you're, implementing uh... quests up until probably March of next year, probably. So you're uh, you're uh, you're uh, basically because like your uh, your early access is going to be mostly uh, the repeatable side quests and things like that, but not necessarily yeah, yeah, a yeah. preview a preview of your storyline. Is that is that what you're saying? Yes, basically. Like okay. the the idea we're gonna have like like you'll get introduced to the main quest, but then at some point it'll get you know stopped off, and you'll just be able to do the the quests in the actual city. So, well, so in that respect, you're very much uh, building a game like an MMO. Right, where like the Ew. main storyline is, is not. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, the main storyline is not really the focus. The focus is like replayability and kind of keeping people engaged with the world uh, yeah. and the type of stuff. Uh, that's. I, I would say it's more of an Elder Scrolls esque title, but yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. Because that's so what most Scrolls just... games really are. So to me, to me, that's see, like we, we, because I'm, I'm kind of thinking about like thinking about your game makes sure. me think about mine, and, and that's that's, <laughs> that's going to be the that's going to be the the main point of differentiation. It's like to me, I, I want to tell a story, uh, yeah. And yes, yes. Uh, we, we we will have some repeatable quests, like you know, some like sure. material harvesting to kind of compose your spells, etc. To, to yeah. kind of like have replayability but that's to me that's definitely not the point of focus the point of focus yeah, like, is to I, kind of tell a, a strong story I, I like i would also like to do some kind of um automated questing stuff too like if we can like just how skyrim did yeah problem is i thought their system was very poorly implemented like it's the whole thing like it picks a location you haven't been before and like puts an objective there mm -hmm. but those feel very samey very quickly but I, 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 we haven't yeah, developed anything for yeah. it. We haven't developed anything for that yet. But I really want to be able to do that at some point. Because if well, you do manage problem... to do like all like like hundred or two, three hundred quests we end up having, and then you know you buy your fucking player house and you complete the main quest and everything, you like you could still go out like by default if you leave the city without a main like a quest active, 
it just takes you to a random dungeon. Like that's kind of what our idea is right now for that. So then, mm. because like when I leave a city in like an Elder Scrolls game, my like unless I'm going directly toward a quest object, my general thought is I'm just going to go out and fucking explore, you know. And that's kind of the whole idea. So are you, yeah, uh, we can definitely automate to a degree. I was going to ask, are you making like like uh, auto-generated dungeons or what's the? We want to do, we want to do a deg- like them to a degree. Auto-generated dungeons <laughs> have the same problem; they feel very samey after a while. Um, okay. So we want to try to find a way to do kind of a smart uh, generation thing there, where we have like a, a defined layout where we have, and then we could define different enemies and areas that are automated and then different kind of set pieces that would be there. Um, mm. That system's not there yet, though, so I can't really speak on that too much. A lot of our so other I, systems are fully functional, you know, but that kind of stuff's not done yet. That's that might end up being DLC, who knows? <laughs>